Hey guys, welcome to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. And I am finally back. And I want to thank my co-host Steve for covering for me in the past couple months. As as you guys all know, I got got married and uh, got myself in a state where I was sick. But right now I'm recovered and I want to thank all the support that Steve has given to this podcast and he'll be keep doing episodes in the long run and I'll be continuing doing episodes. But before we start today's episode, I would like again to thank everyone's support since I first started this podcast and exactly one year ago today I started this podcast and the grind has been real and hard ever since, since day one as we reach huge jumps from our 360 subs and the views and feedback we have been getting since day one. And uh, I I also want to thank Potty Mouth Sports Podcast as well for bringing me in into his episodes. And uh, we hope to bring them to our episodes pretty soon. And again, lastly, I would also like to thank my co-host Steve uh, and his hard work and all the support I've been getting from uh, my circle. But uh, enough with the talk and let's get down to this segment. In today's segment, we're going to recap one of one of the most quietest trade deadline we have ever seen. And yes, there were huge trades, but it wasn't a lot of moves that we're used to seeing. But we both know what was the biggest deal. And that was the trade that sent James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Sixers. My Sixers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond and a couple picks. And... As a Sixers fan myself, I was really happy that we finally got rid of that bum, Ben Simmons. Because look what his, has he done this year. Nothing. And he's been fined billions, millions of dollars. And we, are, we as Sixers fans are happy he's gone. Because he didn't grind and wanted to promote and his game or improve his game and yes he, he is a much improved defensive player but other than that his, he was liability on the offensive end and we saw that in last year's playoffs in all the playoffs that Embiid and Ben Simmons has gone to but the one thing that I can bring on agree on is that Simmons has gone so much hate ever since he he came into this league but this time, the hate he's been getting is what he has brought it to himself. And let's not let's stop talking about the negative and let's talk about the positive. Because on the positive side, it's a fresh start for Ben Simmons. Because not only he's going to play with one star, he's going to play alongside two stars. And he will play alongside veterans as well and future Hall of Famers. And it's going to be fun to watch him playing with Kyrie Irving, a one-time NBA champion, clutch, experienced shooter. We got KD, who's won multiple rings with the Golden State Warriors. And we got a veteran, uh, Blake Griffin. And all of these guys are proven veterans. And now this front court could be damaged. 
much, but we're going to see how things will go and how things will coexist and improve. But for the Sixers, I think James Harden is actually a good fit for us in Philadelphia because him and Embiid can run the pick and pop, and now Embiid can actually play the five, which could be a nightmare for centers that can't shoot and Harden could easily play the two or he can easily play the one with uh, Maxi. but I think they'll put him as the two and that's how he was in Houston but again uh, we need to see what things will how things will go because we both know James Harden is not what he used to be because of his injury uh, uh, his injury uh, career but uh, he's not 100% with his knee and even without Ben Simmons the Sixers were still one of the top 10 teams in the league and Embiid is having currently having an MVP season without Simmons and with James Harden, alongside with Tobias Harris, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be fun to watch out there. But again, we need to see how things goes, because Harden to Brooklyn didn't do much. So we need to see how things will go. And you know James Harden, what he did in Houston, in which in two thousand, I think two thousand eighteen, where LeBron should have won the MVP. Which Harden uh, should have won. Should well, he deserved it because he went off when he was with the Rockets. But again, we need to see how things will go because you know, with superstar joining new teams, it's not like every time they join, oh, they're gonna go off. No, because when LeBron and Wade and Bosh teamed up in Miami, they had a horrible start. And horrible first season. Same thing with James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Filled with injuries and they didn't do much last season. And currently, the Brooklyn Nets have lost 10 consecutive games. So with Simmons going to a fresh start. With Harden going to another team, his third team in three years. We need to see how this start will go. But for sure, both teams are wins. And I didn't like Stephen A. Smith saying that the Sixers have the worst GM. This is the worst trade in NBA history. Because it's not. You're getting a, a future Hall of Famer in James Harden. And he's not a liability. He might be a liability on the defensive end. But again, he's an improved defender. But for Ben Simmons, you're getting a big body. And yes, he can't shoot, but he need, he he will improve in some way. And the Brooklyn Nets are going to use a not a former nominee of the Defensive Player of the Year in Ben Simmons, because right now KD is out with an injury, and I expect Ben Simmons to make his debut in the next couple of weeks. Uh, with him and Kyrie, things might. They might snap that losing streak, but they need Simmons to come back because for sure his conditioning is garbage right now because he hasn't played since last uh, season. So we need to see how things will go, but uh, let's talk about the other trades that went on. Uh, the Boston Celtics, the trade that I didn't like from the Boston Celtics uh, was trading Ennis Cantor, which his name is Ennis Freedom. Uh, him and Dennis Schroeder got shipped to the Rockets for Daniel Tice, the former Celtic. And this, I didn't like this trade. And yes, the Celtics won six straight. 
but they're bottom in the conference and they been they haven't been having a healthy season yes but they have struggled a lot uh, but since they won all the, those games in a row they have been playing well but this trade i didn't like it but the reason they did this trade was to clear space for the trade of Derek White to go through. And you know that we both know actually that Robert Williams III will still be the starter for the Celtics. and But they, they will still use Daniel Tice. And he knows the ins and outs of the Celtics as he played with the Celtics for a lot of seasons. But he will also be a good piece uh for the bench of the Celtics. Uh, another trade, the Dallas Mavericks shipped seven-footer Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Wizards and a second-round pick for Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I personally didn't like this deal because now Doncic will be the only guy that can get it done because we both know on the backside, Jalen Brunson is the real backup point guard. But we need to see how Spencer Dinwiddie will be used because he did have a great season in Brooklyn, and then this year he was he's been all right. But we need to see how Dinwiddie will be used. And for the Wizards, I think Kristaps Sporzinkis did not really show anything uh, for the maps ever since he got traded from the Knicks. And in fact, he has never changed since that trade. But will with Beal gone for the season with an injury, uh, Porzingis will be the first option for the Wiz alongside Kyle Kuzma. And you saw how the Wizards have been playing this season when Beal was out. And recently they beat the Nets last night without um, Bradley Beal, who's out for the season. So with Porzingis, Kuzma, I think... That will be a good uh, jump. And I think you might see the Porzingis we saw in New York City. So we need to see how that will go. But for the Mavericks, I think they risk with that trade. But now that gives Doncic the space that he needs and have other guys step up. Because you know Tim Hardaway is having an injury right now. But when he's back, I think... I think them shipping Porzingis will be a big loss, but we'll see how things will go for the Mavericks. Another uh, trade that has that happened uh, with the Bucks as they acquired Serge Ibaka, and I think this move was great for the Milwaukee Bucks because now they can be matched with the Cavs, and now the Bucks have long, big bodies, as you guys all know. Drew Holiday, six foot six, Middleton, six seven, Giannis, six eleven, Ibaka, six nine, and Bobby Portis as well is six eight. And with Lopez out with an injury, they could really use the former and be a champion surge off the bench, or even to start, because really did they, they did not give up much to get surge as they ship Dante DeFrancesco, and like the Bucks gave up so many players, uh, like uh, seasons ago, and now they just shipped Dante Dante Vincenzo, whatever his name is, and he just came from an injury he he had against Miami, and he hasn't been really much for the Milwaukee Bucks, so. It was a good deal for the Bucks. Another trade, uh, Marvin Bagley 
left Sacramento. And this is one of the things that he always wanted. Um, and because they never really used Marvin Bagley third, because he had a lot of DMPs ever since Luke Wallen was behind the bench for the Kings, in which he later got fired. Uh, Bagley wasn't playing a lot of minutes, and even his own father got involved. So him leaving was a good sign, as now he'll be playing big minutes in the front court uh, with a running mate Cade Cunningham uh, at the point guard position in Detroit. And uh, Detroit did not give up much as well, so it was a good, uh, it was a great, great move. Another great move by the Kings was, um, and yes, Marvin Bagley, for for him, that was a good move. But for Sacramento, it was not a good move because I don't think Jackson is the player that Bagley should have been. But Bagley will make a huge statement in uh, Detroit. And this trade that the Sacramento Kings was a win-win situation because Domantas Sabonis has been a great player for the Pacers, a triple-double machine as well. But I think this trade that was surprising to many who don't follow the Pacers because, as you know, earlier in the year, the Pacers management mentioned to the media that everyone was going to be traded from Karis Levert, from Miles Turner, Sabonis, and uh, and even Oladipo when they shipped out Oladipo last season, a couple of seasons ago. And uh, all of them are out. As you know, Oladipo plays with Miami. Uh, Sabonis got traded to Sacramento. Curse Levert went to the Cavs. And the only player that did not get traded was the only player that requested a trade out in public, and that was Miles Turner. So with Sabonis leaving, uh, they that gives a chance for Miles Turner to be uh, to be a good player because you know when PG Paul George was on the team, Turner was a good player for them. But now with Sabonis leaving, uh, they receive great players in return with shooter Buddy Heald and rookie sensation who has been playing red hot since his slow start in Tyler Holliburton, whatever his name is. But did they did get back some great players, not superstar but I think it was a win-win for both teams but we need to see how things will go with the Pacers as they're also bottom in the Eastern Conference and now I would like to talk about the Raptors and I really like this deal to be honest with you because Goran Dragic is a piece of shit is a bum because as soon as they acquired him, he insulted the Raptors in the summertime. And we knew that this day had to come. So this day of exorcism, is, it's what it is. Because Goran Dragic is a bum. He wanted to have a leave of absence. He was always going to Miami Heat games, to their practice facilities. And just Dragic just insulted the Raptors with that, even when he said he didn't want to play for them. So I think Dragic being shipped to San Antonio 
was great and I wish we shipped them to like Minnesota or even OKC. But even though we're talking about Goran Dragic in which he's not relevant, we also got great value back as they acquired the veteran status young and uh, he will be a key piece for the benchmark for the Raptors and he will be a key piece because Dragic is a waste of talent, a waste of player. He was, did nothing. And with Chris Boucher struggling, uh, well, not struggling all the time, but one game he's good, five games he's like not that great. So he will be a key piece for the Raptors. And for a team that is red hot right now, as they won eight consecutive games after beating the Rockets last night. And with Gary Trent shooting the lights out as he went up for 40. And with Pascal Siakam returning to his form, he played in the championship season with Kawhi. And with Fred Van Fleet, steady Freddy doing his thing. And which now we will con- congratulate the man who went undrafted to an NBA champion, to now an NBA All-Star. He has been balling out this season with an average of 20 points, 5 boards, and 7 dimes. And we want to thank Fred Van Fleet, the true former NBA champion, for what he has done to this franchise, to this city. And obviously, the help that Pascal has been giving... Uh, Scotty Barnes, who is now playing on a high level and will probably win the Rookie of the Year, but it's actually him between and Cavs rookie, even Mobley. So we need to see how the Raptors will do, but as of right now, they're playing scorching hot. Um, but I really wish the Raptors uh, went should have traded for a clutch shooter and who can get them over the hump. Uh, like Kawhi did, and I'm not saying to trade Siakam for uh, a guy that ball hogs the ball, no, we, I think we should have got a player who can shoot that at three, who can get that defensive stop in the clutch moment, because that's what the Raptors will be tested in the playoffs, because obviously they'll make and hope they don't reach the play-in, as long as they're top six, they'll book their spot in the playoffs. But we need to see how Toronto will do. And now for the Lakers. They did not do anything. They did nothing. And that was really questionable for all the haters and even Laker fans. who They wanted a huge trade. And... Maybe I thought, okay, the GM has came in, he's going to trade everyone, and he's going to take over this, uh, the second half of the season. But you know that LeBron James, at age of 37, is the leader of this team. He's the greatest player of all time. He's the greatest player in the NBA today. He always gets it done. All his bad seasons with the Cavs and them going to the finals and winning and coming back from 3-1. LeBron James has came back from nothing to something. And yeah, Russell Westbrook is playing like trash. He's still on the moon. 
I don't know what Russell was doing since game one, but I think he needs to really get back to earth because he's been on the moon for a while and he needs to step up. It's not just LeBron James because you know LeBron's been killing it this season, Had have, has had a dozen of 30-point games. So he, LeBron will always get it done. But it's Russell Westbrook that needs to get back to earth. He needs to wake the hell up. Because he hasn't done nothing since the season started. And I know it's tough playing with LeBron, AD, and having Russ in the... Having, like, being the backseat. But the thing is that Russell Westbrook is not... Is taking the same amount of shots as... The boys are taking. And he's... I don't know, man. Like, Russell Westbrook is shooting horribly from three, from two. Drive. Like, all this is garbage. And we know who Russell Westbrook is. We both know what he did in Houston, in OKC. We know what he can bring on the paper. But now it's a Russell Westbrook time to do what he was brought to do. And why he's in this league. And not only Russ as well. But with AD. Returning from his injury plagued. Uh, uh, start of the season. He's been red hot since his injury. As he's been averaging 30 points a game. Since his return. And with Monk catching fire. And that was a great signing. From the Lakers. And Charlotte took a big hit. By not keeping this guy but I think Monk catching fire and playing great defensively and shooting the three and I really think that this team has a chance to go to distance but it's just about everyone's got to play the role Russell Westbrook needs to come back to earth AD gotta stop getting injured and LeBron's just doing LeBron things as you know and obviously the thing that that's disappointing is that people are forgetting that Carmelo Anthony is on this team. And it's funny how Carmelo has been shooting the ball well as of late from three. Melo still got it. So I think everyone's got to just play the role and let Russ do his thing, Braun, and AD. And uh, guys, this is it for this episode for the trade deadline. And all of these trades, it will be a high risk, but it will be also high reward. Because we need to see how things will coexist. Because another thing we didn't mention is that the Brooklyn Nets did not just get Ben Simmons. They also got a shooter in Seth Curry, who's, who's really great. A liability on defense, but on offense, he's great. And Andre Drummond, who's had a better season that he's had this season than last year between the Cavs and the Lakers. So they did get some pieces other than Ben Simmons. But we need to see how things will play out. Because you know in Brooklyn, there's that backcourt with LaMarcus, Blake Griffin, Claxton. So they need to see how they're going to fit Andre Drummond. And we know 
Seth Curry is going to be a key piece either starting for the Sixers or not. Uh, starting for the Nets or not, because you know Curry can shoot the lights out. He can maybe play the two with Mills on the bench or starting. They will use him pretty well. But this is it for this episode of the Grind Never Stops podcast. Make sure to hit that sub button and like our videos. As you can check us out, obviously, on YouTube, Google Podcast, Apple and Spotify, and your podcast platforms. And we also would like to thank everyone again who has tuned in to us every episode. And thanks for everyone's support for Grind Never Stops podcast. This is your host, DJ Joe, signing out. Mamba out.